You're watching one of a series of videos where Elisa Childers and I respond to 23 progressive Christian claims, kind of like a progressive Christian manifesto that was written by Ragamuffin TV. We deal with these claims, some good, some bad, some ugly, and I'm hoping that this helps you to think biblically. Number eight is a quote from Pope John Paul II. Apparently, I haven't I, I didn't track that down to be sure that's actually accurate, but this it's stated as a quote. Uh, number eight is, when will Christians realize that heaven and hell aren't literal geographic places, but states of consciousness? Yeah, um, <clears throat> I tried to find this. I was like, did he say that? That's interesting. I mean, I'm not Roman Catholic, yeah. and the truth is you can find quotes from popes throughout history kind of agreeing with almost anything you want. Yeah. <laughs> It gets complicated because in Catholicism, most of what a pope does and says doesn't carry the authority of the papacy. It doesn't carry that sort of binding authority right. that people are thinking of. So it gets complicated. But I can't find this quote. Um, I don't think he ever said it. In January 28th in 1999, he did a, an audience where he – and it's published. You can read it on the Vatican website. But he describes hell as not just a place. And so he wants us to understand it's more than just a location. Yeah. Guys. It's not just a location. And so he says that it, he describes it as, quote, complete frustration and emptiness of life without God. Mm. Um, whereas the progressive doesn't want to even borrow that from him, mm -hmm. right? They're just, <laughs> this is what they do to the Bible. Yeah. <laughs> Sorry, this is, I just quote him out of context, pretend like he agrees. But if you get like, um, I've got it, I've got it way back there on the ground. But if you get like the um, Denzinger's dogmas of the Catholic faith, like the things that they believe, you will see teaching on hell that's about the fire and the burning and all this. This is the traditional Catholic teaching on the topic, but they don't care about the Catholic teaching. Yeah. They just want someone who sounds authoritative to look like they agree with them so they can then draw you away from a, a real discussion on the topic. Yeah. Um, so he doesn't deny the geography of it. He just emphasizes the experience of it. And there's more official documents from Roman Catholicism. They're actually in councils and stuff that are a lot more um, harsh about the topic of hell. Yeah. And yeah. But again, I'm not I'm not Roman Catholic, so whatever Pope John Paul says is only interesting yeah. and not binding up. It's very similar to Rob Bell's view in Love Wins. When I was reading Love Wins, you know, so much of what Rob Bell wants you to conclude, he does that by asking leading questions to get you to a certain point. But I, there was one point in the book where he was speculating on, uh, you know, he, he spent a lot of time and energy talking about hell on earth, you know, uh, kids that suffer in other countries and things. And then he was speculating on what it might look like on the other side of, of life. And he said, well, maybe it'll be more of that, you know, something like that. But there was really kind of an agnosticism about the actual location of it from Rob Bell. And that would, that was kind of the, uh, I think became sort of the progressive view is that hell uh, and heaven is really just the consequences of our actions here on earth. It's something that we experience every time we do something wrong and, and we, okay. we get to experience those consequences. So they're, I guess, trying to make the point that, yeah. that, uh, that these aren't actual places, that it's just it's just a state of consciousness and not the other. I, I, yeah, I think the thing to recognize is in Scripture, the um, hell and heaven, as pertains to a, a future, a destination for us, that they're primarily eschatological, which means they're a, they really are about localities. Mm -hmm. um, and so we have to be resurrected into new bodies in order to go there. Um we're living there. We're dwelling there. We're in each other's presence in the presence of God, you know, in heaven, which heaven and earth meet and all that stuff. And yeah. it's beautiful, <clears throat> but hell you, you're, they're resurrected unto this judgment. So there's, there's something literal about it. Now yeah. I, you might say that the fire is a metaphor yeah. 
and that's okay. It may well be, um, but it's going to be a metaphor for something that that relates to. Yeah. Or something even worse that that we don't have words for. Yeah. It'll be something negative, something unpleasant, something like, you know, if I say to you, um, I'm, uh, you know, say I'm in a lot of pain and I go, my body's on fire. Well, nobody takes comfort knowing that I'm using a metaphor. Right. Right. We all know that, oh, he's using that metaphor because this is quite unpleasant. Yeah. And so I don't have the right because I know people will attack Christianity with moral accusations. I don't have the right to, to say, well, God's not going to do what he's going to do. I'm going to start with God's authority on this issue and, and say, if hell, is that, if hell is bad, then sin must actually be really bad. Right. Yeah. Because God doesn't overreact. Yeah, that's good. I'm going to be putting up one of these videos every single day until the entire series is uploaded on my channel with a playlist. So you might want to subscribe if you want to get those notifications. But if you can't wait, there's links to the two video interviews in large form that I already did on Elisa Childers' channel down below.